Alright, hell yeah. Fuck. Um, usually I say, hi guys, welcome to episode 5. Um, Ethan Ogden's still not here, but... Um, oh, hi Lash. Make a wish. What do you wish for? I was going to tell you. Alright, let's go then. Um, yeah, anyways, Ethan Ogden's still not here. Still Have you started? Is this started? Yeah. Still haven't figured out how to uh, get him on, but we'll, we'll get there. Who I do have. <laughs> I didn't realise you had already started. I just fucking made you blow an eyelash. Yeah, that's fine. It'll go into the... Anyways, who I do have on it with me at the moment is my lovely wife, Latoya. Say hi. Hi. What are we going to be speaking about today? Um, well, I thought today we could talk about all things supernatural. All things or some things? Well, some things. And basically because I've started watching the series Supernatural again. So that's where my idea came from. <laughs> I told you, it's a good show. I've seen it. You I just stopped decided... watching it. It got shit. <laughs> It got good again. Yeah, well. I'm telling you. I might like, find out, I might not, if I can make it past shit season. Four and five, I think it is. Yeah, well, we'll see. Anyway, something that I've always been quite interested in. Um, always been quite the skeptic, but I hate that I'm a skeptic. I want to believe in these things but there's always that one little voice in the back of my head that is the I guess voice of reason you want some proof yeah I want proof but I love the idea behind just about all of it you don't like conspiracy theories I don't like your conspiracy theories <laughs> what they're just mine so the, far mine are the best ones <laughs> whatever <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, that's a different podcast session. Yeah, that'll be next one. And I'll have Ethan on back on oh, by then. I, nah. Yeah, fucking nice. Tapping out. <laughs> anyway, alright, go. How do you how do you do this? Um, we're pretty much doing it. So what do you wanna what do you wanna talk about? What's your what's your first thing? Have you ever done anything like astral projection? I found that pretty interesting, to tell you the truth. I like the I like the the thought of it. Um, there is some proof that you can actually do All it right, in states well, of meditation. Alright, well, for people who don't know what astral projection is, oh yeah, explain. Um, so it's like the the classic out of body experience, as far as I know. There might be something more to it. As far as I'm aware, I'm not in any way, shape or form knowledgeable on this topic, but yeah, it's like the outer body experience only you can train yourself to be able to leave your body and travel around the world. A lot of times I've heard people say that when they do it, it's usually like through a dream. But there's always that different feeling behind a dream and then when you've actually projected yourself somewhere else. 
So yeah, I've heard about the dream thing. Um, I've actually heard, uh, it wasn't too long ago, I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about some part of the brain that gets activated in it. Uh, well, gets activated, that, that it tells you where you are relative to everything else. It's like your compass inside your brain. And uh, during some, uh, when you use some um, sedatives, um, people have experienced out-of-body experiences then, like they can, like they're up in that corner over there and they can see themselves, they can see the doctors working on them during surgery and that sort of thing. They can't feel anything. Well, they report they can't feel anything, but they can remember seeing it and, and you know, telling in pretty specific detail about what happened. Um, I also, I don't know, but I've heard that um, you can do it through meditation, some forms of meditation. I guess it's just activating that part of the brain or deactivating that part of the brain, whichever the case may be, I'm not sure, but... It sounds fucking interesting. I've heard through meditation as well, so it sort of seems to me... Yeah, like, when you're not in an able state of mind, I guess. Like, not your normal consciousness. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. But then again, I go to doubt with, like, people who see, like, like you just said, through surgery... Are they just really scared and they like to sort of put that back on they ever saw everything that happened? Yeah, So they sure. feel okay? Like, see, this is where my scepticism comes in, where I'm just like, righto. But... Dose of scepticism is good, otherwise you believe fucking everything. But in saying that, I think I recently had an out-of-body experience through a dream. When? How? Who is? <laughs> well, I was going through a pretty shitty time with, like, very recently, just, I don't know, a lot of things on my plate. And I had a dream that one of the kids had called me in the middle of the night and I woke up Still, this is all my dream. I woke up. I walked outside my door and down the end of the hallway is the kid's bedroom. And instead of walking down the to the bedroom, I sort of hit the ceiling and I flew down really fast as if you, like, horror movie style. I was that entity flying on the roof. And I looked down on my kid and I just, I screamed at him. No words, just like, screamed. And in my dream, I walked back to my room and I was so shook up and so scared of what I just did that, yeah, I woke up feeling like that. And it just, to me, wasn't a dream. It wasn't, it wasn't just like a nightmare where you wake up and you're like, well, shit, that was weird. I woke up breathing fast and breathing heavy and my heart was pounding really fast 
and I was really, really scared of what just happened. And it made, for the first time ever, made me feel like that was not a dream. That that was something that actually happened. So is that a lucid dream or is that, is that this astral projection? I don't know what the difference is. I don't know either. But I when, when I woke up, I was in bed. So it made me feel like I had... I'd stayed in bed, but I had this experience. Yeah, well, of course you stayed in bed. You didn't run across the ceiling in real life. and. But do you know that for real? You yeah. don't hear? The kid would have been awake. Maybe he thought it was a dream. Well, maybe. I guess I guess so. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was just I never had anything like this happen before, which makes me feel the realness of it. It wasn't just like... I wake up feeling overwhelmed and have mad anxiety all yeah. the time. You have woken up and screamed at me like that. That was one time. Yeah, this is one time as well. Yeah, true. <laughs> Both scenarios under a lot of stress. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't fun. Well, we're going to have to explain what happened. So, on our honeymoon... This doesn't happen often. I'm not that weird. Just to put that out there. <laughs> on our honeymoon... We stopped over in Singapore and... I think there needs to be a little bit more of a backstory. So we had a lot of highly stressed lead up to our wedding. The week prior to our wedding, a lot of shit happened. And I was so, so, so stressed. Just in every way possible. I had people telling me I'd lost weight in a week. So yeah, we had the day. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all true. There was a lot of bullshit leading up to so, our wedding day. We had our wedding day and obviously you don't sleep much the night before. I hadn't sleep much at all that week. <laughs> and then, so, what was it like? Two or three o'clock in the morning. The morning after our wedding, so basically the same night, we yeah. were picked up by... Jai's parents and taken to the airport to start our honeymoon. So there was no sleep that night either. So I was very sleep deprived on top of a shitload of stress. All right, you take over. So we stopped in Singapore and I don't know, we'd gone to bed and been asleep for a couple of hours at least. And then I wake up to... We didn't even drink. Like no, we just, it was, it was no, like literally no. got to the hotel, went straight to sleep. Crashed and burnt. But yeah... I woke up to to a screaming, blood curdling screaming, and I fucking shit myself. I didn't know what was happening. We're in a fucking different country. Yeah. In the dark of a hotel room. What the fuck is going on? And yeah, I think I was. I started yelling at you. Toya, Toya, not like yelling at you, but you know, Toya, what are you doing? What? What are you screaming at? Something along them lines. I can't remember. I was I was freaking out. And of course, you know, not being familiar with the hotel room because we just got there and just went to sleep. We didn't know where the fucking light switches were, which I think that's what I was looking for. I don't know, but I I can remember finding a light switch or a lamp switch or something, turn the light on, and you were standing like behind a couch. I think you were behind a couch. 
some description. Yeah, I remember being in a corner behind the couch. Yeah, and yeah, it was just like, what are you doing? And then you sort of just go back into bed and pretend like remember, it didn't happen. All I all I remember because I don't really like I, I know what happened, but only because Jai had told me. All I remember is, Jai must have turned on the light, and I sort of come back. From whatever the fuck I was doing, and I was behind the couch in the corner, and I looked at Joe and I was like, "What are you doing? Go to sleep." So I sort of like got up and Joe oh, and yeah. turned the light on. Yeah, I remember that. And bit. I got in bed and went to sleep. So I can't imagine how you felt. Freak out! Like I said, I was I was because I went straight back to sleep. I was good. <laughs> I wasn't. I was, I was still fucking freak. Guys. I remember you telling me in the morning, like, I didn't know fucking someone was in the room trying to hurt you. You guys was, fucking had was, no idea what was happening because you were just screaming. It was murder. Someone was trying to kill you. Behind the couch in the Behind corner. Behind the couch in the corner, apparently. Anyway. I, I, but, but I don't know what that was. I think that was just stress and... Like, I have no memory I don't know, it of was, actually doing that. It was fucking scary, though. That was scary. Singapore was a good time, though. Singapore was an awesome time. Best fucking fried rice. Seriously. Seriously. we. How many years ago was that? Six. Yeah. Over six years ago, and we still talk about the fried rice. A lot of people that, have, that I know that have gone to Singapore have all said the food in Singapore is the best, though. Yeah, I'd definitely love to go back. Maybe not have that experience soon. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be real good. So, coming back to my dream that I had. After I'd got back to... Like, in my dream, once I'd got back to the room. I had... I didn't wake up straight away. I had... In my dream, I was still... Like, very anxious over what I just did. This is the one you had at home. Yeah, the one yeah. I had at home. Um, and I still in my dream, I sort of rolled over and my feet hit something at the end of the bed. And in my mind, I knew straight away that it was a person sitting at the end of my bed. So I freaked out, turned on the light. And at the end of the bed, it was... No, actually, sorry. I got that wrong. I couldn't turn my lamp on. So I grabbed my torch and I couldn't turn my torch on my phone, I should say. And I couldn't turn it on by pressing the button like I normally can. I, I In my dream, I literally said, hey, Siri, turn on the torch. And it was a very dim light. And all I could see was this like woman sitting on the end of my bed. She had long, curly gray hair. And for whatever reason, I knew in my mind that she was a witch. And she she didn't feel like menacing. Like she didn't make me feel scared. I was just sort of startled that she was sitting at the end of my bed. And I have seen two people. One, she's an energy healer. And the other is my kinesiologist, which I've seen for many, many years. And both have said... She is a, either a spirit of myself, and could she come with a message? 
she said, is all of this worth it? And at the time, it like sort of made sense what she said. So she was either a spirit of myself coming back to just tell me basically to pull my head in. Or um, she was a spirit guide, like someone who looks out for me. So I guess which leads me to believe in, well, leads me to ask, I guess, about spirits. What are your thoughts on... So it, when, hang on, when she said, is all of this worth it, what do you think that meant? Is well, it, I, I, is did, it... I didn't know. It either meant one of two things, because like my state of mind at the time... It either meant, is all this anger worth it? Because I had a very short fuse with the kids, very just not myself. Or she meant, is all this worth it? As in, is this life really worth it? As in, being here, doing what I'm doing, being mama three, should I move on and do something else? They were my two options. And I had to go see these two people, so the energy healer and the kinesiologist, to ask because I didn't want to be the person to answer the which one it meant. Right. But again, it just it was too real to be anything but something that actually happened. And that never ever ever happens. I'm sure you can vouch for that. I'm not often going, there's a witch in the end of my bed. No, I've never heard you complain about that one. No. No. So, yeah, I guess my question is spirits. Do you do you think we have spirit guides? Are spirits ghosts or are spirits something else? I don't know. This is really complicated for me. Yeah, see, until that experience, I guess I was pretty much the same as you. Sort of something I really wanted to believe in, but was like, had no personal experience or attachment to the topic. Now I feel more inclined to believe that something is there. You see, I think the way I look at the whole fucking deal is that we're all connected. I've gone over this couple of... um, in previous podcasts, but I think we're all connected. Everything living is connected somehow. I don't know how, but I think we are all connected in some fucking way. Yeah, we've had this discussion before. Yeah, I like I just personally, believe, me. Yeah, yeah, I would believe that we have. But um, and yeah, as as far as ghosts and spirit guides and and that sort of thing. I don't know. I'm not closed off to the idea. Um, I definitely wouldn't rule it out. I'm way too open-minded for the, for that sort of thing. But I don't know. I guess because it, I haven't had that experience, or. I think um, for me, the longest time, for the longest time, I have held up that doubt. Is because I have, since losing my Uncle Neil, about 10 years ago now, I think it is, 
10, actually it's 10 years this year. Um, and we were really, really close. I've seen a lot of psychics in hope to have something come through. He always said this one phrase to me. And that's what, like, I, I would know the psychic is a real deal and that it was actually him if she repeated that phrase. And, of course, that never happened. So I always held up that doubt of ghosts and spirits and... I don't believe in psychics. All that stuff. I don't believe in psychics. At all. I know, um, you know, I know a lot of people do. Uh, Ethan's one of them. Yeah. But I, I don't know. There's just the the way they frame the questions. They're very good at reading people. Um, you know, you can find an easy how-to on Google. Um, I'd, I'd, a, a good psychic would be able to make you think that they pick things up and, you know, do whatever they do. Oh, I, look, I, I have no doubt like, there is those people. But I, but I, I also have to have the belief that they come from somewhere. Like, there's got to be someone who knows these things for people to be like, yeah, you I find can, out I when can you mimic die. that. You find out when you die. You find out what when you die? What happens? Where you go? What, how we're all connected, if we're all connected, can't even rule that out, because I don't know. My beliefs are just that, beliefs, but I don't know. So what about people who have died and brought back to life? Yeah, they haven't been dead. They're, they're, not, they're not dead. They're, they're died and, they died and come back. They, they, weren't, they weren't ready. I don't know. I just I have this theory that. I guess that's where. Like ev- like all the ideas have to come from somewhere. I guess ideas. Like. You're a psychic because there actually is a psychic. So and, I and think... you're mimicking. You're like, oh, I can be really good at pretending I'm a psychic. When there's got to be someone who really can, and because of all these oh, fakes, yeah, we don't we don't necessarily believe. Everything. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? I do. But I believe that about everything, like ghosts. There had to be one person who was like, saw a ghost for realsies, told the story, and then someone else is like, yeah, I've seen a um, fucking <laughs> ghost too. He was wearing a sheet, and he said, ooh. Because the dude that seen real ghosts told the story to one of those guys that have to one-up you. Yes. <laughs> and, that, like, that that's my theory. Everything actually has happened. There's just so many, like, ch- Chinese whispers. Yeah. The story just gets so blown out of control that no one will believe you. So when you actually are a psychic, you're like, oh, sure, you Googled me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Like I said, I, I, I don't believe psychics, but... What you've just explained, like, you can't really, you can't rule it out, I guess. No, yeah, I can. I rule it out. <laughs> no, it's just been happening for so long. There has to be some sort of, I don't know. 
People have been, been getting ripped off. Hell Western Crooked since the dawn of man yeah, cry. Where did they get the idea from? Swindling. Where did that come from? That's all in the same bit. Pickpocketing, lying. Look, I have no idea like I have no doubt that psychics have the like if you're what is it? Have a silver tongue? Yeah. If you're really good with talking. Yeah. Then you have no conscience, so you can pick on the grieving fucking easy as. Like the I, I was one of those people. Because I went, I don't know how many psychics I saw, hoping to hear this little phrase from my uncle. Just hoping and hoping and hoping one of them was the real deal. Like the scam that rolls through town once every year or whatever the it is. Expo. Yeah, that's the one. But, <laughs> but, okay. I know you're a big disbeliever. But no matter how many times I saw a psychic, one thing kept coming up. And even when I forced you to come with me, that same thing come up with you too. We weren't even near each other. We didn't go see the same person. We didn't go together. I made sure we walked in separately. (laughs) Yeah. No matter how many times I saw a psychic, I was always told I was going to have a girl. You were told you were going to have a girl. Now, psychics have told me that, but also kinesiologists and two separate kinesiologists had told me that they picked up on little girl energy. One even asked me if I was pregnant and I said, hell no, I don't want any kids, like any more kids. We already had the two boys. And she sort of said, oh, okay. I'm just going to give you this pregnancy, like, essential oil mist. Just because that's what feels right for her. And um, about six weeks later, I kind of, I was actually pregnant. So she knew I was pregnant before I did with a little girl. So how does a kinesiologist work? I, I still so, don't uh, understand this. Like A kinesiologist is, they, and this is not completely crazy because a lot of chiros are... They work, they study kinesiology as well. So you can go to a car. what are they called? Chiropractor. Yeah, chiropractor. And probably a few, I think there's like three or four that I know of in town that are also kinesiologists. So what they do is muscle testing. And what that is, they'll pick up where you have blockages in your muscles so I went, seen, I went and seen kinesiologist, your kinesiologist, um, after for my headaches that I'd had for fucking years. Who just I would like to say she's fucking amazing and is a miracle worker if there ever was one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyway, um, yeah. So I, like I said, I still don't understand what she really done. Nah, uh, yeah, it's um, just, yeah, but. She done what you explained, like she felt around my neck and stuff and um, told me that uh, I drink too much caffeine, basically, which was very true. And I cut my caffeine out and like within a week, uh, the my headaches were gone. So, so that's enough evidence for me that it works. But like I said, I still don't understand 
how yeah. she came to that conclusion. So basically there's um, an emotional attachment to pretty much every part of your body. Yeah, well, see, there's and nothing it... emotional about that. That's why I say I don't, I don't, like, I can believe in the kinesiologist because she, it wasn't like she was picking up on... It didn't feel to me like she was picking up my energy or, or sensing some fucking spirit from the never-never was telling but see, me something. You know, she, she doesn't do that. She will only tell you what your body tells her. Not always is it emotional, but a lot of the time. And she probably just wouldn't have told you because you wouldn't have believed her. Probably. So she can feel where the blockages are. And if they are emotional, she'll put it in a way where you're going to listen. So what, I mean... Drink it, not drinking coffees helped me emotionally somehow. Well, see, I don't know for sure, but wasn't it your what was your organ? My gallbladder, your gallbladder, which I think is anger. So it'd come back to something like that. So I saw her recently about the whole witch on the end of my bed situation, and she now you can't deny that this happened. She picked up on the anger that I was holding not being mine. And she asked me, like, see, this is the thing she does. She, like, touches my wrist and she'll ask my body questions inside her mind. And she said, what happened in December? And I said, well, not much. I'm just like, Jai was told he could have Christmas off at the last minute. So that meant, like, a little bit more financial strain on us. I'm just like, but that wasn't like a major big deal. And she said, no, it wasn't that. She said it was something else. And I said, well, the only other thing that really happened was that I, that we ended up house sitting for my boss at the time. And yeah, she put two and two together and knew that I'd picked up someone else's bad energy from that house. And the Dead person boyfriend. that... The person that it come from is a fucking psycho, a terrible person, and she like she knew the circumstances around like it. Bad things happened because of a baby, and that was all true. Like, no way did I go in there expecting to talk about my boss's ex boyfriend, who was now like fucking haunting my body basically. But everything she said was a hundred percent spot on. Like, how crazy is that though? Yeah, that's pretty weird. Like, there's no way she could have known that. There's no way I went in there thinking, yeah, her ex definitely is haunting my body. I went in there just talking about my dream. And So maybe she's been trained or more sensitive to energies? I could get on board with that. So it's definitely energy. Maybe she's haunted. Maybe you're haunted. Haunted, maybe. I, I was definitely haunted. So who gave you the exorcism? <laughs> she did. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that, exp- that, whole, that whole day just... So, after the dream... So she didn't really give you an exorcism like the she exorcist didn't. She didn't give me an exorcism. So you done she, it to yourself. She knew that I had someone else's energy. At the time, I was just like, sure... She, I've been to you so many times, I'll just... I'm happy to believe whatever you believe, basically. But she guided you, so you got rid of it yourself. Yeah, so she told me 
that I, living in this person's house, I'd picked up on bad energy from the ex-boyfriend, um, who's not a very nice person in any way, shape or form. And it all had to do with, like, based around a, a baby, basically. Um, and she said I was holding so much anger in my womb space, which obviously is connected to my children, which is why I was not feeling connected in any way, shape or form to my kids. And she said, you need to picture yourself giving him his energy back. So I'd seen this guy a few times. I didn't know him very well. Um, so in my mind, I closed my eyes and I pictured this big yellow ball of light and I was giving it back to him. In no way was I saying these words out loud. She told me to close my eyes and envision myself giving him energy back. She didn't say, envision a ball of energy. That's a yellow light. She didn't tell me anything. She said, just give it back to him. And she said, you need to be really, like, so he doesn't have any doubt in his mind that you're giving it back to him. Yeah. So, without saying any words... All I pictured was this yellow ball and I was sort of throwing it from my womb space. And in my head, I was just screaming at him like, here, take your fucking energy. I don't want it anymore. It's yours. Have it back. I did not speak any words. And I did this a few times because she said, you need to get angry. You need to give it back. And like the third time, I've thrown it at him. I screamed at him, fucking take it back. And when I did that, I sort of can't, because I was laying down on a bed, I had, you know, like a death rattle. I picture it as like a death rattle, but it made me sit up off the bed. Not only did I freak myself out, I freaked poor Zoe out, who basically sort of like hugged me down on the bed Refused to leave me for a little while. She goes, I've never seen anything like that ever before. And I'm going, what happened? What happened? Why did that happen? And I'm crying. And I'm like so... Distraught? Not distraught, but fucking freaked out. Did you feel relieved? Like... But, see, and this this is her words. Because we always sit down, have a little chat first. And then we get on the bed and she does her thing. And she said, the whole time we were talking about how disconnected you are from your kids, you showed me no emotion. She goes, as soon as you sort of threw that energy at him, don't you find it weird now that you're crying? So before that, there was just nothing. It was like, I hate being a mum. I hate doing this. I hate this life. And as soon as that was gone, I was just like, I'm a fucking mess. She's like, like, you're coming back and you're realising all the things that you have not done because I didn't really do anything bad. But she goes, you're getting your feelings back. Which made her believe that old mate had left. Nothing like that had ever, ever happened to me before. The dream. I'd been to kinesiology so, so many times. Nothing like that had ever happened. What was her name? Love could... Kinesiology? Life kinesiology. Life. So I, I could I could get on board with the whole, you know, picking up people's energy. I guess you know. You know I, I'm, I'm all for energy, and if 
every fucking thing is energy. Yeah, everything's everything, everything on, the, on the smallest scale is a vibration. They're called quirks. So everything. Yeah, so yeah, I, I completely. I could I could believe that if a toxic type of person entered a space, they could make that space. Yeah, you know, they could they could really affect that space, whether it be a house or you know, a room of that house. Mm. Well, the funny thing is, because um, I obviously spoke to my boss, so I messaged her straight away after leaving and was like, if you haven't already, you need to smudge the fuck out of your house. Like, there is bad shit going on there. And she, like, without, that's pretty much all I said to her. And she said, I've always got a, like, bad feeling in her art studio. Where you spent most of your time. Where I spent, I, where we cleaned up her art yeah. studio so I could use it. But also, she hadn't touched the, um, the garage, which was attached to the art studio. And one day, me and the kids had cleaned his stuff up from the garage so I could park the car in there. So, like, I physically, me and the kids physically handled his stuff. Like, the last little bit of whatever was left in that property. Me and the kids touched it, which was connected to the art studio, which I spent most of my time in. And and none of my art worked in there either. That was like it. Amityville horror story type of thing. Basically. And instead of like... So, I don't know. Yeah, well... Whatever that was, that happened. And So, you reckon that's what... It's changed me. So, I mentioned the Amityville horror house. Everyone's seen the movie. Do you reckon that could be like what a haunted house is? Like, you reckon like someone dying... In a house or, or in, like, you know, in pain or, you know, the the, the whole haunted thing. The old jails. The old Salem, or the, what are the insane, Insane asylums? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. The yeah, old, but, the old but, jails well, and yeah, stuff. Like, like, but, yeah, why couldn't it be? They've got to leave some energy behind. That's where they die. And a lot of, like... Because, cause like, like I said, I've got to... I had a real hard time believing in it, in your classical ghosts. Yeah. But I could get on board with, with something like a, a negative energy that's affected. But, like, not even dead people. Have you not ever walked into a house and you're just like, I don't feel comfortable here. I don't feel I've, safe here. I've felt that walking next to people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if you have it while you're alive and if you physically die in some place, why isn't that still there? Yeah, well, I guess it could be. The, like, the where is it supposed to go? Could... Like, if you're dead on, like, in the kitchen, like, does your energy stay there? Well, it gets transformed into something. It can't be created or or destroyed. It's it's always there in some way, shape, or form. I'm no, like anyways. a soul. Like, yeah, I hundred percent believe in energy. I hadn't thought about it in like. And that, that that's taught... why you just said, but I I'm See, willing taught... to believe that. That ties into what I believe with us being all connected in some way. Again, I don't know how, um, but the like there's some sort of energy or some sort of something. The force, maybe. Probably not the force. Oh, I reckon it could be the no, force. No, I reckon it is. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. 
That could definitely be a religion, though, Star Wars. It is. It's a fucking religion. Not 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 saying that Star Wars is a religion. If you took the movie part of it away and wrote it into a book like the Bible, left it a couple of thousand years and someone read that, that'd be a fucking religion. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> it sounds more unbelievable than Jesus. Well, there you go. There you go. How would, how couldn't it be a religion? Well, there you go. It fits straight in. Yeah. Make it the Third Testament. The, the Third Testament. Yeah. Sure. Why not? All right. Well, Anyways. spirituality is that just another form of religion? Yeah. I don't know, spiritual, what was that? Oh, spirituality. Yeah, it's a, I think it's like, um, spirituality to me is like a personal thing. Um, religion to me is like a fucking structured Catholic church, Islam, Jewish faith type thing. You know, very structured books, study... Do this, can't There's do that. There's one way. Yeah. You can't step outside of that way. Yeah. And the only reason that people have morals is because of religion. Where Which I is think, the main fucking reason I hate religion. Yeah. Because I, I think spirituality is, is more personal. And I think that spiritual people believe... Well, I, I myself believe that people can just be not, not cunts. They don't need a God to tell them that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like, I don't personally think I have a title. Like, some may say atheist because I don't believe in religion or, like, anything. Yeah, but an atheist is you don't believe in anything. You don't believe there is a God. You don't believe there is an energy or anything. You don't believe in anything. Once Once you die, that's it. You turn back into the minerals and whatever else you made up of and that's it you don't but i don't i don't i don't know what i believe in i am always willing to adapt to something new i i guess i adapt to who i change into which i feel like we are always ever changing and so is what i believe in but and saying that I've never really, I don't, I doubt I'll ever believe in the standard God, Jesus. Oh God, no. I don't either. Oh but God, like, no. <laughs> as the older I've gotten, I feel like the more I allow myself to be myself. You think there's? And in saying that, I feel like I'm very much more, for lack of a better term, woo woo than I'd ever let myself be before. What the fuck is woo-woo? Woo-woo. Spiritual. Oh, yeah. So, do you think that there's something else? Something higher, so to speak? No. No? I believe there's just energy. I don't believe there's like a one massive ball of energy that creates all the energy. I just sort of... What you said before, I believe... Everything works together and everything isn't... I don't, I just, I, I don't know how to describe what I believe. It's complicated. It's... I, just, I believe in energy and 
what feels right at the time, what feels wrong at the time. Yeah, we've, I, we've, like, we've, and, we've... But from everything, like if I'm feeling super connected to a fucking tree, it's because that tree has an energy that's on the same frequency as I am that day. Yeah. Like, just so to speak, not that I yeah, yeah, fucking I know hug saying. trees or anything. Why not? Trees are friendly. I just take every day as it comes. <laughs> Whatever I'm connected to that day is what's meant for me that day. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. really believe much more than that. Yeah, that's fine. It's it's complicated. That's the basically what I think. I don't like. I'm not even sure. Is. Like you said, like the afterlife thing, where there's a soul. I would like to believe we all have a soul, and it does you something cool. You would like cool. to believe it. Well, how are you supposed to know? Well, belief is. A belief, it's but, it's but I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know. Like I can't. This is what I was saying before. Like I don't. I want to believe in a lot of things because it make people feel better, make me feel better. But at the same time, I'm just I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I can't say wholeheartedly that I believe one thing over another because I'm always willing to, I guess, be corrected or. Change your mind. Change my mind. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that though. Especially when it comes to something that I believe and, but, and should, I be, think should I, be and is so personal. I think I'm very connect. Like I have lost two people I care very dearly for. And there's just been... There's been some things that have come up that I can't rule any other explanation for. But nothing massive, and I guess that's where my doubts come in. I feel like if there is some sort of afterlife or something else, these people more than anyone else in the world would be the first one to be like, "Hey, I'm here. How you going?" Yeah, that's why I can't come at believing a psychic. Yeah, Keep like that, like I said, it, that one phrase, fucking... that one phrase that only this one person would know, and nothing. And it would happen. But that's not to say I'll ever stop looking. That's fine too. It's not going to look looking. But yeah. Like I've had a few times, like my uncle, that I spoke about before, he passed away. He drank black coffee and smoked menthol cigarettes. And there's this one time out of 10 years that I was in the car and he, or he, I, I smelt his breath. Like, there's no other way to describe it. It's like he was sitting next to me talking to me and I could smell, like, his smell. A mixture of black coffee and menthol cigarettes. And it overwhelmed me so much that, like, I cried. Which would have made me seem like a crazy person to the kids, but... What do you think that was? I don't know. Do you... I, I, I don't know. There was no significance to the moment. It was just me driving home. Do you think it was just a random firing of your brain, chemicals, neurons? No. Triggered a smell or... No. No? No. No. You think it was something more than that? Yeah. Just distinctly one time. Otherwise, I would have, I would smell it all the time because I, I, I wanted to have signs. So if I wanted them that badly... 
I could make them up. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, nothing against anyone who does see signs. But I'm, I'm more than willing to believe that you will find what you're looking for as often as you need it, and that's totally fine. Um, I think our brain's really powerful in giving us what we need to be happy. And if that's a sign from a loved one, and you see it, no matter what it is, that's totally fine. Because I feel like we do that a lot to ourselves. Yeah. But uh, but because I have that strong level of scepticism, That when things do happen to me and they spook me. You try and explain it away. Yeah. And when I can't, then, yeah, I believe it's something else. So, like. And I'm sort of glad I have that because when these things do happen, which are not very often. Stuff you can't explain away. Like when Jack seen that kid. I can't remember this story. I swear you were in the car. I cannot... You've blocked it from your memory. I cannot remember any of these details at all. So our firstborn Jack, he has had multiple times of freaking me the fuck out. The first time that I remember, he, he would have been four. Because this was before he got sick. We had just moved, like, out of town. Not very far, but, you know, to the point where you take roads that don't have street lights. And I remember coming home from my parents' house. And I wasn't driving. You were driving. I can't remember it. I Honestly, I can't. At and all. it was Jack and Ryder, but Ryder was a baby. Well, like, under one. Jack was sitting in the middle of the back seat so he could see the like through the windscreen. And we were like coming up to the intersection that crosses the highway, but it's like a dirt not a dirt road, a dark road, um, along pretty much just farmland, so it's nothing really around besides houses that are like very far off the road. And Jack yelled out, like a four year old. Stop, you'll hit the girl. Or he said something like that. And we're just like, what? What? And he goes, oh, don't worry. She got off the road. And we're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he goes, there was a little girl on the road. You nearly hit her. But she moved. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. And of course, Jai and I, well, Jai doesn't remember it. But sitting in the front seat, we didn't. See a little girl on the road. I no. don't know how you don't remember that because it freaked me out so bad. Anyway, he's had yeah, no, like mul- multiple things. That. Like he's. I was thinking about. He predicted Vader. He predicted Vader, yeah. So. At... Didn't he draw it? Yeah, so at the end of the year. So he was in prep. And at the end of the year. Like, they obviously sent all their books home. And I just so happened to go through one of the books he was doing, like he had done at school, just to see what stuff they got up to. And there was this one page where he had to draw his family. And he had 
Me, Jai, Ryder. He had the dog. And he had his sister. And it was named Sister. It didn't yeah. have a name to it. She had no name. Her name was just Sister. And so this was done in March. And, like, Jai and I were pretty... Like, we were done having kids. We were having... Just Jack and Ryder, didn't want any more, 100% done to the point where Jai was booked in for a vasectomy. We were done. Only old mate, who was supposed to do the vasectomy, had broken his leg and had to cancel a few of his appointments for like six, seven weeks. Yeah, and then I had to go back to work early when he'd come back. I remember that bit as well. So, so all these sequence of events that. happened and um, someone couldn't control themselves. You. And we we fell pregnant in that time. Did not have a fucking clue until I started to get violently sick like I do when I'm pregnant. Um, I think we found out like September, August, September. So Jack's picture was drawn and dated in March of that year. And we fell pregnant in September. Yeah. Like, not wanting any more kids yeah, ever kids, again. Kids are something else. They're like cats. They're like half in, half out anyway. What? <laughs> kids are like half in, half out. They like can see shit and... I don't know. Oh, they're just weird. That looks like a weird analogy, but anyway. What? They're like half in, half out. Half in, half out of what? normality I guess they're sensitive they're, yeah. they're not programmed to think oh that's bullshit I can't see or believe that maybe anyway that was creepy the fact that we had that like psychics creepy. and kinesiologists tell us that we were always going to have a girl when we'd already had two boys and we're like no thanks Two kids are well and truly enough. And how long she come? Little sassy pants and um, she's been living life her own way from the very start. She's daddy's little girl and drives obsessed. She gets away with too much. And she's only two. Can't get away with shit, mate. <laughs> she gets away with everything. And then, yeah, there's Ryder. Who, so my auntie who passed away unexpectedly one night um, had what they think is a heart attack or something like that. Um, so obviously very unexpected. Um, Ryder was not two yet. No, not even. So she passed away in August, I think it was, and Ryder turned two in November. When um, we were cleaning out her house, um, her mum, my grandma, had found a birthday present she had put away for Jack, but hadn't given to hadn't given it to him yet because um, Jack had been sick and in hospital, and everyone was sort of just keeping their space. So we hadn't really seen her. For her to be able to give the gift to Jack. Um, part of that gift was a like a fleecy cars blanket. And because 
home. I didn't really want the boys to destroy it. I had to put it up in the cupboard. I'm like, this is a special blanket. You didn't want him to use it. Yeah, pretty much. I just wanted to keep it because it was his like last present from her. So I put it up in the cupboard and basically forgot about it. I reckon, how long after do you reckon it was? Shit, I don't know. Like, I reckon, like, up to six months. Easily. Easily. So, six months after finding it, so August, six months later, Ryder had turned two, and in the middle of the night, one night, he was crying out, and I got up to him, and he said, I want Nettie. And her name was Annette, and we called her Nettie. And my heart sank. This two-year-old little boy is asking for Nettie. So he would not remember her in any way, shape, or form. He was like 18 months old when she passed away. And I was like, nah, I heard this wrong. I was like, what? What do you want? He's like, I want Nettie. And I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm scared. Went and got Jai. I'm just like, um, you need to come see what Ryder wants, please. Jai come up. Wait, what what, what yeah. is it? What what do you want? He's like, I want Nettie. And I was just like, pretty much crying by this stage. I'm just like, how does he know that name? As much as we like, did not talk about it. It's not like we really said much to a two-year-old. No, what do you say to a t- two-year-old? Then? Yeah, like, so he probably heard her name, but wouldn't understand what it meant. And for him to be like, I want Nettie. And I was just like, nah, nah, tapping out. This is too much for me. This is scaring me. So anyways, we talked to him for a little bit and found out that it was this blanket. Yeah. So all he... That no one even fucking knew existed. No. So we had forgotten about this blanket and he wanted the blanket. So for the first time in bringing it home, after six months, we got the blanket out of the cupboard and he, how many years ago? Well, obviously, what's he, five? Mm-hmm. So three years. And every night he sleeps with Nettie, which is what he calls the blanket. Still to this day, he sleeps with Nettie. So fucking explain that one to me. I can't. I'm sure someone could. But like <laughs> you being the biggest downer in the history of ever. Oh, I doubt that. How do, how do you doubt that he, that whole thing happened? I don't doubt the whole thing happened. I was there for it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, how do you explain it? I can't. I, I Like, don't, he asked for Nettie. He didn't say, can to. I have that blanket that Nettie gave Jack? Like. I don't know how to. Maybe he remembered it. Nah. Because we, we forgot about it. Yeah, but. I don't know. Who he says that his. Kid mind doesn't work in a crazy, weird Well, why did he way. wait six months to ask for it? Maybe he had a dream about it or something. Nah. I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't know. Maybe he felt an energy coming off it. Nah. I don't know. That one is just too weird to explain. It was. It was. It was. It is. And it very scared weird. me a lot. <laughs> I don't know if scared's the right word. Nah, I'm scared. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, where is she? What is she doing? Is she here? Is she happy? I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how does my two-year-old know 
these words, basically. Hmm. Because he could talk real good. He could talk real good. Not like me. Talk real good. No. Talks better than you. Maybe not anymore, but he used to. He definitely used to. Definitely so, used yeah. to. So, yeah. So, now we're just going to wait for Vader to do something creepy and she'll fit right in. I'm sure she will. Besides, you know, being predicted for like five years before her birth. That's pretty. It was five months. It was five years. Uh, oh, I thought you were talking about Jack. No. Everything else. Yeah. Oh, actually, so I just listened to... Um, I listen to Crime Junkie, um, which is podcast. Yeah, podcast done by Ashley Flowers and I can't even remember the lady's other name, but she does a supernatural podcast now as well. Yeah. So Ashley Flowers, and I just listened to one tonight, and it was about one of like the most documented exorcisms ever done. Emily Rose. Nah. And N R something it was. Nineteen twenty one, I think. Hey? Like the doll? No. Yeah. Oh. Annabelle. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. The doll wasn't exercised, was it? I don't know. Anyway, it was an exorcism on a human being. Right. Her name was she was I think it was like she was from Sweden, so Anna is like a abbreviation for a name anyway she spoke about this one because it's the most documented like the priest who did it was a very well known well respected exorcist Mm -hmm. catholic catholic priest yes um and he wrote a journal every day yeah, right. For the three weeks that he performed this exorcism. And then a story was made based on his journal. Cool. It was really, really interesting. Um, he, so in his own words, in his own journal, said um, he got, I don't know, whatever it was at the time. Not a call, basically, but whatever. A letter. Telegram. Saying this young lady, I think she was 19, like 19, 20, um, very, very religious, very Catholic woman, but from a very non-religious family, had moved from Sweden to America. Um, had so started, she was religious and her yeah, family was Yeah, but her, her mother and father weren't. Yeah, okay. They're just like, I guess, I yeah. know, wasn't a thing where they yeah. were from. Um, got to America, fell into Catholic religion. Um, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, anyway, they pretty much reached out to a heap of people, doctors, psychiatrists, all that sort of stuff, because she'd, she'd started to change. She went from going to church twice a day to sort of like convulsing at the thought of even going to church, like full, you know, 180 in personality when it comes to church. Um, 
And her parents were like, well, this is weird. Spoke to everyone under the sun. No one had like a real explanation for it. And they ended up talking to her church and blah, blah, blah. Got onto Mr. X is this man. And in his own words, he'd said, people reached out to him all the time. They wanted exorcisms all the time. So he'd have this set question, set routine of things he did and said to rule out who was just mentally unstable and who was actually possessed by demons. Well, they're all mentally unstable. But he had ways of finding out who was possessed by demons. Yeah, see, so he had... Hey, is this your story or my story? I understand this, but the way that I look at it is that he had a set of set of questions to see if it was worth his time. So if it wasn't worth his time, a normal psychiatrist could figure it out and, and sort them out. If it was worth his time, they were that far gone that only a priest could help them. Anyway, back to the story <laughs> I was telling... Based on actual facts, <laughs> yep. he um, did his thing. Yep. So he, one of the things was he would say prayers in Latin to someone who he knew didn't speak Latin. And when she started to get pissed off and really disturbed by him speaking these prayers in Latin... He's like, well, that's a sign. And then he spoke many other languages to which she didn't know. And same thing. He would go from speaking prayers and like religious jargon to then just talking regular words in Latin. And the possessed lady would pick up on when he was speaking religious words to when he was just speaking regular everyday Latin words and then he tried like Hebrew and a couple other religion uh, languages that she didn't know and every time he spoke religious words she would react to them by like growling and carrying on at him so he started the um, exorcism took her to a convent is that what it's called convent yeah in this small town in sort of like this small farmhouse that it's like a jail for nuns yeah but it's like outside of that as well okay so like he took nuns from the convent to this little house where of course he did they set up this room for her the Anna the possessed girl And he'd work on her during the day and let her sleep at night. That doesn't sound very horror movie. No. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that was documented by him, some of the nuns, and obviously in the story that was told that she was possessed by a, a lot of demons. One of them being her own father. So apparently he had passed away. And... This is the part where you'll you'll get big kicks out of. He so finally after talking to I can't remember their names, but I know Judas was one. Some fly demon. He's like the devil's right hand. No, I don't know. I don't know. So him 
Satan himself shows up somewhere along the lines, but... I'll find, find out. I'll find out. Yeah. Fly demon. Yeah. Right. So whenever he's around, there's flies around. Okay. I think it starts with L. Anyway. I've seen that in Constantine. Maybe. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So yeah, anyway, they finally um, get the father to talk. Um, and he apparently put a curse on Anna. So that... So, to be possessed, you have to have some sort of, like, a weakness where the demons can take over. Mm-hmm. So, curse is one of them. Um, and the more religious you are is another. The more religious you are? So, like, the Pope is possessed by all the no, demons? Not, no, but if you have a weakness and the more religious you are, if you are cursed... Also, like Cardinal Pell. They can get Pell. in real quick. They can get in real quick. So, like Cardinal Pell. I don't know what that means. That Cardinal from the Catholic Church that just got fucking let off. Oh. Mate, that's a way Dylan. different. Anyway, carrying yeah, on. He's possessed. Must be. Just is a kind of a human. Anyway. Sorry. Now I forget what I was saying. Yeah, weakness. Having a weakness. Yeah, so her weakness was that her father cursed her. Yeah. And they wanted to talk to the dad to see why he cursed her so maybe they can counteract and help her become strong again to block out the demons. They get psychic, yeah? No, they have a priest who does exorcisms. They don't need a psychic. Anyway. Finally talked to the dad and he said he put a curse on her because he wasn't religious. She believed in all this bullshit. So if right. you're being abused, you create this person who can handle the abuse. Right. So you turn like turn into John. So it's a split personality. It's a coping mechanism. So that it, a right. lot of scientists won't say it's a multiple personalities because you don't actually have multiple personalities. You've just created a coping mechanism. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and because this was done in like 1920s, yeah, where they had like if you were PMSing, you had hysteria and you could go to asylums. Well, you could go to the doctor and get fingered, fingered, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where the how vibrator came from, yes, to cure hysteria, yeah, well, yeah, because doctors cramping up. <laughs> Not even fucking kidding. Uh, but, see, but this is like what I'm getting at. So, poor thing was probably fucking sexually abused her whole life. Couldn't handle the aftermath of it. That'd be interesting to read his notes. It's crazy. I still don't. I still, I still can't get on board with religion. No, look. That's something I personally can't wrap my head around. And like we were talking about the other day, something I've never, like even as a kid. No. In school, I always opted out to do, like I didn't want to do the religion, but I never really knew why at the time. When everyone else did it anyway. Like it seems like something I would do just because everyone else was doing it, but I was always like, no way. Personally, I don't get it, but I also do understand that 
It look it if helps. If it makes it you feel better, like if it gets you through life, knowing that there's heaven and your loved ones go somewhere special, I get that. Like I said, it it helps some people. Undeniably, some but it people. But also does a lot of bad. Yeah, definitely, also. absolutely. Like the greater part of religion has always been fucking war. Yeah. What sort of god do you worship that wants you to go out and kill a whole nation of other people? But not that, like, when they're restricting what you can learn. Yeah. Like, all yep. books and resources that were burned because well, they uh, that are religion. Be- are being burned now. Like, you know, everyone knows about the great book burnings that used to happen back in the day with the Catholic Church, but, I mean... Parts of the Middle East, Islam is doing that right now. Book burnings are still a thing in some parts of America with religious fucking nuts. They're still a thing. Alright guys, thanks very much for tuning in. Um, Again, hopefully we can sort something out with getting both me and Ethan onto the podcast again at the same time. Uh, we'll do it through, I don't know, Skype, I don't know, we'll figure it out, um, the kinesiologist that my wife was talking about is Life Kinesiology, uh, they're in Toowoomba, for anyone that's interested, um, really good, check them out, they're on Facebook, um, as always, if you want to get in contact with us, find us on Facebook, Chinwags, Psychedelic Dads, um, post up a story, interesting link, conspiracy theory, anything you like, uh, send us some, an, a message if you, if you want to post anonymous, we don't mind, if you are someone interesting or know someone interesting wants to come on to the podcast, hit us up, send us a message, we'll get in contact with you. Keep it real, guys. Thanks very much.